So people are leaving more expensive states and they're, they're, that trend is tailwind for housing. So the good news is, even if you're in Southern California and you're an originator or a realtor and you feel like maybe business is drying up, you can always work in other markets. You can always find a way to do business in other areas, fish in a different pond. Get ready for a new episode of KP Talks Dollars and Cents. Learn financial literacy and get real-time updates on all things housing, finance, and real estate. So let's get started. Here's your host, Kevin Perenio. Hey, it's KP coming to you live from Corona, California. Well, it is 1130 on the West Coast, Tuesday night on the 26th, and I am finally caught up with all my work email, and I want to talk to you about the last mile. So this is uh, kind of a recap of 23 and looking ahead to headwinds and tailwinds in 2024. You know, it's a theme that we uh, talk about a lot uh, here on these videos here for the last several years. So thank you all for sticking with me and having a growing audience here. It's been fun to do. And we're going to have more for you in 2024. More in 24. Okay, so the last mile. Um, The last mile isn't always uh, hard. The last mile can be easy. Um, For those of our endurance athletes out there um, who've run triathlons, uh, you know that's the training and all the effort you put in before actual race day. And so um, when I used to do triathlons, uh, get a little personal here, but when I used to do triathlons, I always loved sprinting at the end uh, of our races and um, just, to, just to say I didn't leave anything out there. So whether it was the two half Ironman or the full Ironman that I ran or all the little sprints and Olympic distance, um, you always got to give it your all on that last mile. And we are at the last mile. And there are some headwinds. So the Fed has made um, the second part of their pivot. Remember, we've been talking about a three-part pivot. A pivot for the Fed used to just mean cutting rates. But now it really is kind of a three-part pivot, right? Um, the rate hikes get smaller. Then they stop, which they finally just did and admitted that they did with the last um, summary of economic projections, the dot plot. And then the third part is when they actually cut. And so when you go to the CME tool, which I've quoted over the years many times, um, been watching it for years. I used to have a friend who worked in Chicago at the CME, uh, old Jack, wherever you are out there, Jack Callahan. Um, that's a great tool to see what the market thinks. It's interesting to me to see that the market thinks um, as a tailwind that on the March 20th Fed meeting that there is a 71% chance of a 25 basis point rate cut. There's even a chance here on this tool, um, January 31st, I wish I could share my screen with you, but I'm not that advanced, 14.5% chance of a 25 basis point cut. Now, if we look at the way the meetings of the Fed are laid out, and we are on Fed cut watch, which remember, the market, the stock market tends to get ahead of itself. So I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not responsible for your losses, only your profits. The bull market's running. Bull market has been running for about eight weeks. And um, it's got legs to grow. I mean, it could keep going here. This is kind of a light trading week. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people are playing catch up. Six trillion dollars of money on the sidelines in money market accounts. I mean, basically not doing much, right? And so when you watch um, the 10-year treasury, which we watch like a hawk, obviously for mortgage interest rates, you watch that yield come down, the prices of bonds going up and inversely related, the yields coming down. We've had 110 basis points of yield coming down. That's been a boon for the stock market. And so has that 10-year yield 
that's caught a bid in the last 60 days, 110 basis points basically in 60 days. I think they close at 489 today. Um, it touched a little lower last week. Um, that's been great for mortgage interest rates. That's also great for the stock market. It's kind of an everything rally. How long will that go? Have we found a floor? Like what is the catalyst to take uh, the 10-year yield down a little further? Um, we're going to find out. There's more inflation reports that we watch every month, whether it's the Fed's favorite um, inflation gauge, the PCE, the Personal Consumption Expenditure, which came out last week on a Friday going into a holiday weekend. It was pretty tame. Um, the Fed at their press conference a couple weeks ago said that they will look at just a six-month run or a three-month run and you know, it didn't have to just look at the 12-month average. Well, in the last six months, their preferred uh, uh, inflation gauge has you know like, uh, under 2%, uh, which is their target. That could have been part of why they're saying, all right, the medicine is in the system. And so you know, these are all tailwinds for our markets, whether it's a stock market or the mortgage market. Um, you know, one of the places I get research, um, Ivy Zellman and team, Zellman and Associates, which is now a Walker Dunlop company, um, you know, we get a lot of data from them. I do personally. And um, there's some fantastic information there. Like they are unbelievable analysts. And so um, I, I get a lot of information from them over the years. I was introduced to Ivy Zellman personally by Barry Habib, my good friend. Um, during the market crash in March of 2020, Ivy was doing some real uh, on-the-ground research and was calling around different lenders. And I was on a call with her explaining, you know, what's going on with margin calls here and what we're doing with our lock volume. And um, it was really great to uh, be introduced to her by uh, by Barry. And, um, and I've been a subscriber for their research ever since. And so if you're not a subscriber, it's fantastic. Just in the last 60 days with 110 basis points, um, yield drop in the 10-year, they've upped their 24 guidance at Zellman Research for mortgage originations by 7%. That's big. Um, and, um, you know, so I, I thought that was uh, really favorable, I, w worth noting. What's a headwind? Uh, you know, uh, I get information from Potomac Partners. I love to share my sources with you all. Uh, Brian Chappelle puts out um, a, uh, a weekly uh, email. And the FHA uh, Neighborhood Watch delinquency notice came out. They come out with 30-day delinquency rate, 5.97%, the highest rate in more than 12 years. That is a headwind. Um, now, obviously, you know, we don't want those bars going through foreclosure, but if they did, it's some much needed, um, you know, supply. Supply is going to be a problem. Rates go down, there's more demand. And, you know, we know just from Black Knight data, that when rates went from 7 to 8%, 5 million borrowers got priced out of the market. Well, they're back in now. We didn't get 5 million properties. But what was a nice tailwind? We saw from the National Association of Real Estate um, the data, the NAR data, that existing home sales um, went higher uh, month over month last month, 0.8%. And it's supposed to be expected to be a flat rating. Existing home sales is typically the largest segment, right? Let's just say that if you had 5 million home sales in a year, a little more than 4 million would come from existing homeowners. And I know there's this big myth, okay? This is kind of a nugget for everyone to talk about. You know, these borrowers are locked in these really ultra low mortgage rates, right? 80% of the mortgage people have mortgages, which not everyone has mortgages. I mean, I think 40 to 50% of all homeowners are free and clear. But, you know, 80% have 5% rates and under. Don't sleep on those people. Just because someone's in a 3% interest rate, we're pushing almost four years since they could have got into that, right? We're certainly at 3% uh, 
uh, three years, excuse me, um, in some cases two, okay? Two, three, four percent. As the years go by, they're gaining more and more equity. That equity that they're gaining, 75% of borrowers that sell a home go buy another home. They don't want to be homeless, um, as our friend Logan Motoshami likes to say. You don't sell a home to be homeless. This isn't an asset like a stock. So if 75% of home sellers buy another home and you've got more and more growing first-time home buyers that are, you know, they're not selling something to get into uh, the house, we're going to have supply issue constraint. So what happens is that equity builds over time and even borrowers with a low mortgage interest rate, they sell the house and take all the equity in the sell and they put it towards the new house, even with higher prices, even with higher rates, which are coming down. There's a point at which that rate coming down and them trading all that equity when they sold, it makes sense. People still have life events, deployment, diamonds, diapers, divorce, debt, downsizing, death. It doesn't matter what your rate is. If you need a bigger house or you need to move for whatever reason, which has been pent up demand because of that mortgage rate lock-in, at some point, something's got to give. Got to call those borrowers back. Don't hold back on that. Existing home sales going uh, up is a tailwind. Population growth with the census data that came out for 22, it edged a little higher. About a third of that um, was from immigration. So immigration will continue to help with uh, population growth. And, um, you know, people are, are living longer. The death rate was lower than um, in the 20 and 21 COVID years. So 22 con- uh, census data was very positive. These are all, uh, those are head, those are tailwinds to make things better. Headwinds, the job market, um, it will continue to soften. And uh, we will watch that. We obviously know that in our business, we've had uh, a massive, um, you know, recession, but housing will turn the corner in the spring. Spring purchase business will be up. And when the Fed cuts, my guess is they'll wait for sure the 31st of January, probably another meeting in March 20th. But I still think if you put a gun to my head, May 1st, 50 basis point rate cut or more, that would be a tailwind. Let's get ready. Let's have a great 2024. Do more in 24. We'll have more to talk about next week. I'll be on the road watching my Longhorns take on the Huskies in the Sugar Bowl. Cheers and hook them. Hey, it's KP coming to you live from Corona, California. 7 p.m. Thursday night. This is the last video of the year. Okay, it's slow right now, and um, I got time, and I usually do a video on Mondays and Thursdays, so I have a couple more points I want to get across. Talking about headwinds and tailwinds again for next year, some things that I haven't mentioned, but did everyone notice it's a little slow right now? Imagine if you wanted to sell your house, but it's the holidays. Do you want strangers walking through your open house? Uh, There's a lot less listings right now. All the listings generally start to pick up from here. They hit their low point, you know, in this type uh, time of the year, and they start to pick up into the spring. Um, So it's harder to look physically, plus snowing in some places. Talked to someone today with snowing in Chicago. Um, Good old Susan Malazzo, our CEO uh, of the California Mortgage Banker Association. So um, it's hard to look for houses, but the activity online, data that came out today um, in the pending home sales report, they're showing that people are looking. They're seeing that rates are coming down. If you don't believe the correlation of rates coming down and business going up, um, that's it. Our Our business is boring. Now, you may not see a loan right away uh, since we've seen the mortgage-backed securities and 10-year treasuries 
react positively in the last 60 days. Um, but borrowers are noticing and the word is getting out and everyone's spreading the word. Um, you know, their social coach or their mortgage coach or whatever application you guys are using to get the word out. And then you're getting more borrowers to get prepared because when the new year is over, when this weekend is up, people go out on their house hunt. And then seasonally, of course, as you get closer to the end of a school year, people really get serious about trying to find another house. We have some headwinds. Insurance is expensive and taxes have been going up in many municipalities. Those are legit headwinds. But when rates come down, the PITI, your principal interest, taxes and insurance, that payment, that overall payment, it does come down. It has come down a couple hundred bucks on average. There's the Poppy Index, P-A-P-I. You can check it out on mba.org. They uh, uh, put out that stat um, and it's showing that the payment index is coming down. Yes, insurance is a problem, especially here in California or where I moved from uh, before California eight years ago in Florida. Um, you know, we've got hurricanes and wildfires and winds and all kinds of stuff. And then my home state in Texas, you know, we've got straight line storms and tornadoes. And so a lot of times these insurance carriers take a break uh, because their book is getting a little bit too outsized risk in a state of California or in Florida. So after fire season passes, after hurricane season passes, while the other states build uh, you know, up within the books, if it's a mild fire or a mild winter or a mild hurricane season, then those carriers, you know, like State Farm or Progressive or Farmers or whoever, they can start to come back in these markets um, in, you know, maybe select areas. Uh, so so it is a headwind, but it can it can change. It can change on time, just like all of our data, right? Insurance taxes, that's going up, right? We know that that's going up because home values are going up. Well, I got news. Home values is going to go up even more. And so this migration of borrowers moving from state to state with this work from anywhere um, trend, it's not going away. So people are leaving more expensive states and they're, they're, that trend is tailwind for housing. So the good news is, even if you're in Southern California and you're an originator or a realtor and you feel like maybe business is drying up, you can always work in other markets. You can always find a way to do business in other areas, fish in a different pond. And the cream always rises to the top. You're going to find a way to get business. Um, so some of these headwinds can become a tailwind, especially as rates come down. Now, the Fed has signaled that they are going to cut uh, 75 basis points. That doesn't mean 325 basis point rate hikes. They could do all 75 in one shot. And that's just on the dot plot from December 13th. We have more data that continues to come out. Jobs reports. They think the unemployment rate will be 4.1% by the end of 2024. That could go higher sooner. That could go higher sooner. It could be a four-handle we saw 3.9 two reports ago, then we went back down. Um, but it could be 4, 4.1 um, in any of the next couple reports. The labor market is strong, and we have a young workforce. Um, you know, they're not, uh, you know, their wage growth isn't keeping up with the median home price, right? So wage growth has gone up like 15% in the last five years, whereas the median home price has gone up 40%. So um, that's a headwind. But remember, rates coming down could be a tailwind. And migration could be a tailwind. Did you know that Alaska is the only state where the um, average uh, home buyer age went down from age 36 to 34? There are some states, many, where they went up, um, including right here in California, because it's harder to save up for that down payment, especially with the loans being larger 
especially with rates coming down, which means there's more demand, more affordability for houses, not that there's more supply. Therefore, with more demand and less supply or, or slower growing supply compared to that growth in demand, we could see home prices go up again in 24, especially if rates uh, continue to go down. So, um, you know, you may see more migration. You may uh, look, the loan amounts are the loan limits or counting loan limits for both Fannie, Freddie and um, HUD loans are all up like million dollar loan limits for a paper rates. So, you know, that is a tailwind for affordability and getting uh, when rates come down for getting more buying power. But it will also push home prices up. Um, what are some black swan events? You know, we talk about what is an unknown unknown? I mean, I guess it's a known unknown that there could be a pandemic. Um, there could be another war. Of course, we see two around the world. Remember a year ago, we thought that the Ukraine war and all the oil disruption there, uh, you know, Russia invading Ukraine, that that would just crater, you know, heating oil prices and that would skyrocket, hurt all of our pocketbooks. Well, it was a mild winter and that didn't really happen. Um, and the U.S. is like the biggest producer of oil and gas in the world, which is why our GDP is up. So unless you're an oil producer watching uh, this podcast um, or a food uh, exporter, which is the bulk of why our GDP has been so strong, you know, 4.9%, I think, in the last quarter reading, um, that's made up a lot of our GDP. So that's not necessarily good for the rest of the economy, the consumer-driven economy. There is a lag effect just because the Fed has stopped raising rates and said they're going to lower rates next year doesn't mean that that sufficiently restrictive rate won't continue to constrict and restrict demand for things that are interest rate sensitive, cars, loans, um, and for now, even home loans, although we start to see that coming down. We're kind of like the most sensitive and forward looking as we see uh, mortgage interest rates come down soon. But car loans haven't come down. Um, we're seeing rent starting to come down, and those indicators in the inflation reports will start to catch up, those lagging one-year lookbacks. We know for about six to eight months that new rental rates um, have been stabilized and some uh, markets even coming down. So you know that is a competing force against owning a home, but there's nothing like owning your own single-family residence and roof over your head, especially if you've got the seven Ds, right? Uh, deployment. Diamonds, diapers, debt, divorce, debt again, downsizing, death, all that stuff. People still got to make that move and there's pent up demand. Now, inflation has slowed, but there's still inflation. So um, just because inflation is slowing, we're still seeing inflation. So the lower, uh, you know, socio demographic um, areas of our country, they're hurting right now. And um, they're hurting for food, they're hurting for jobs, they're hurting for kinds of things. So going into an election year, um, you know, the board at the Fed has had a consensus, but it is made up of individuals who some are dovish and some are hawkish and um, their own belief in how they operate when they see how, um, you know, interest rates are continued to be restrictive. They may want to act quicker to cut. So we're going to watch all that stuff. Um, remember, just because, um, you know, rates are high doesn't mean that they're not still restricting. There's a lag effect on our economy. Um, inflation pace is slowing, but there's still inflation. So, uh, but we're getting less bad news every day and that's going to be the mantra. Now, I just want to end one last thing here. Make sure um, I, I, I talk about um, the S&P and the stock market. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not your responsible for your uh, your losses, only your profits. 
5% of the S&P is going to be just, you know, stock buybacks and cash management and returns on cash. That's, that's, that's a tailwind. And so if you sat in cash all year, I mean, people talking about the FANG stocks, Facebook, Apple, Meta, Microsoft, Amazon, you know, the seven, like they're the best seven businesses in the world, arguably, at least three of them are. Why wouldn't you be in them? So you missed out. So, um, you, you know, not everyone has to be right about their feelings. You know, the market is cold, heartless, and unforgiving. So we have to make sure that we look at the facts as they are. And if the Fed is going to let uh, liquidity go, don't fight the Fed. Cheers. You've been listening to KP Talks Dollars and Cents, a top-rated show for those who want to learn about the economy and mortgage environment. Tune in each week for more episodes and please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Kevin Perenio does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through KP Talks Dollars and Cents. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice. For more info, follow KP Talks Dollars and Cents on all of our social channels.